0: Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Better Your Business Show, where failure is not required. Learn from our panel of industry experts as we teach you how to better your business. I'm Natalie Essman, financial strategist and your host. I'd love to introduce you to our panel today. We have Shanna Mavis, executive consultant, Todd Social, chief marketing officer with us today.
2: Hey, hey, Jen. (laughs) Good morning. Yeah, we know that if you're a business owner, then you're a visionary. You are actively taking the steps to establish financial freedom and leave a legacy behind. You have goals, you have dreams, and you have the commitment to achieve them. What you may not have is access to experts who can provide real step-by-step instructions, a roadmap of sorts to help you reach your destination without falling prey to the mindset that you have to fail to succeed. As Natalie reminded us, failure is not required.
3: We all know that building a business doesn't come with an instruction manual as well. Our goal is to turn your roadblocks into bite-sized pieces to help you better your business.
1: Yes. So whether you are joining us live or watching the replay, make sure you take your free business assessment at Pillar5.com and then join us live in our virtual studio where we can address your comments and concerns throughout the show.
2: It's pretty exciting. Um, we've got a great show lined up today, Natalie. I'm super excited to uh, for the audience to learn more about that. Yep, yes,
3: super excited, ready to go.
2: Yes, <laughs> me too, me too.
1: It's that nice. you guys the watch? <laughs> Yes,
2: did
1: you uh, watch some of the clips that we were going to be going over this morning yet?
2: I got a, I got to watch a couple of them, but I had the privilege of going through the shows last year afterwards. You know, it was you know when I first, or I guess it was the beginning of this year, um, right after you guys started doing the shows, I was going through and um, as part of a project. Um, I actually watched every single show to, you know, grab nuggets out of there to understand what was going on. And I had a hard time just sitting through there and remembering to pull out things because it was just impacting me. So in the moment as I'm going through and I'm like, Ooh, I could use this for my business. I could use this. I know someone that can Mm -hmm. use this advice. And so it it was fantastic. But yeah, I, I got a chance to be reminded of those a little bit when I was going through the clips. Awesome. So
3: this is, this is like the Better Your Business videos. Grammys. Yeah, yeah. This, all these clips. It's like the Better Your Business Grammys, and the Grammy goes, too. That's what we're going to see today.
1: Yes. Can you market at that for us, Todd? I would love a gown and makeover, please. That would be fun. Sure. Locking the red carpet. <laughs> yes. I, I got really sentimental about it, to be honest with you. I thought it was awesome just to see. Well, first off, with Carlton and Ron, just to see how we grew over the season. And that was one thing that I was getting really excited about as the show started. I I kept telling them, we're going to have the most growth because we're spending time with all these experts, right? And so, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're having on the show, but we're getting that personal time with them as well. So it was fun to see our evolution of the show as well. And then just, I just was floored by... Yes, they gave us a lot of great content and stuff, too. But I just thought how amazing and wonderful the people were that were on the show. Right. To where there was so much talk about value systems and it just it got me really emotional and and excited that we get to be part of helping them grow their business. Right. So it was exciting for me.
2: So how do you feel like you've grown, Natalie? I mean, you had firsthand access to a lot of these experts. You you knew what the people were in for. How did that um, impact you as you were growing your business? It helped me grow my
1: portfolio. Is
4: the truth.
1: <laughs> yep. In a big way. In a big way. And I and honestly, as I was looking back over it, you know, two of my favorite uh, speakers that we had on the show were Sharon and Colette. And um, you know colette's or uh, sharon with her exit rich strategy i just felt like after i read the book and after we were talking with her that it completely expanded my vision of the possibilities especially because her book is a roadmap to teach you how to sell your business it's very simple to follow if we just know how to do it right and then colette one of the things i learned from colette i think i i could relate to her a lot which i really liked too and she had you know super high energy which i really enjoyed but, um, I mean, she was just spitting off wisdom her entire time on the show. And one of the, one of the biggest things I got from her, too, is like, if I needed to sell ice to an Eskimo, I'm taking cold. <laughs> I mean, really, she's a powerhouse woman. And I learned so much from her about marketing and how to um, change our perceptive of our products. That was one of the big things I got from her is how do we change perspective to create
2: more value? yes she um she's pretty amazing she helped uh, just watching that show and then i actually had a chance to sit and speak with her for about 30 45 minutes um to understand her uh experience with pillar five and in talking to her during that time it it really helped me understand more of the direction i wanted to take my business Uh, And it was just so beneficial because the way that she breaks things down, it's just so practical and real and it makes it easy for you to understand. And she's gone through a lot of these things. She's not just, you know, reading a book and regurgitating and just telling you she's actually gone through a lot of these things. These are tested processes and, you know, just proven methodologies that she's, um, you know, imparting to everyone. So it, it she, yeah, Colette was one of one of my favorites as well. I mean, it's hard because there are so many good people in each show. I'm like, ooh, that's my new favorite. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was a very powerful speaker. And I think everyone, there's so much wisdom in that um, in that show, I would highly recommend, you know, people going back through and watching these shows again, because you're going to find something without fail that's going to help you oh over God. that hump, you know, help you where you're stuck. They'll help you understand some of the things that either you need to do differently or that are coming ahead. And you'll need to be mindful of to make sure that it doesn't, you know, cause you to stumble then.
1: Definitely. Did you have someone, Todd, that to stood out for you?
3: Well, Sharon always stands out for me, you know, because she she drops a lot of really good elemental truth bombs. That's why I say it's like the Grammys to me because it's like you you have these people that share so many different things and so many different resources, you know, the value add that you get from what they're saying, you know, Sharon for me, Colette, you know, it's like, okay, if, if I'm going to go to war <laughs> and, and solve... World problems. I'm taking Colette with me.
1: Seriously, it, you were with me.
3: Yeah, <laughs> she 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 solves and highlights a lot of things that I think a lot of business people need to have in their framework. Um, so to me, it's like you got to have these tools in your in your toolkit. These people who are giving you these resources, these value adds, so you can actually become more of a whole you know, business owner or a whole entrepreneur or a whole, whatever it is that you want to do as far as be successful, you should have successful value ads around you. And I think those two for me are like super important because they give you so much value add in their words that that information, you got to hold on to that, you know, but, but then again, there's so much that was in season one, where it's like, man, there's so much to grab here. It's like, can, can we turn this into a book? Can we turn this <laughs> into a magazine? Because there's there's so many things to read. It's like, you you turn one page, you're like, oh, man, this is good. You turn another page. Like, this is good. It's like, man, actually, you know, it's like, we kind of red carpet strategy here. You know, we got to get get all that back. But in terms of like seeing your purpose, seeing your value, you know, that's why I always go back to sharing because I feel like I resonate whenever she speaks, I resonate most with her because she makes it very, very clear. Um, and when you have that clarity, y- you can be on a mission, you know, to Mars, you know, you can be Elon Musk when you have that clarity, like, boom, right. I know what I'm going to do and nobody's going to stop me. It doesn't matter what you say. And I think getting that clarity in in her words is like really big for someone like myself.
1: Yeah. Clarity is everything, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, we might be able to get that book deal. I saw Masha Plo- Pavlova is here with us this morning. She, I know, she just uh, had a book. I think her book was launched this morning. So congratulations! I think it's a brilliant. Break- Breakthroughs is the title of her <laughs> book. So we need a book deal, Masha.
5: Yep. <laughs> <a> book deal <laughs>
1: for our red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. So let's bring in and we have uh, Tehran in here with us this morning. Speaking of Grammy Award winners, co-founder <laughs> of IJ Systems LLC and, and co-host of season one. Who hey, champion. Y- <laughs> yeah, <it was> awesome.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something else, champ. It's I just great. can't wait. I can't wait to get into it and just start hearing some of the great stuff that happened have in last season. I was horrified. Yes. So, I mean, they could just run and it's just like, take your notes, mm-hmm. go catch it on Roku catch any other shows that the la tribune are doing because you never know what kind of jewels and gems you just might grab by being at the right place at the right time in the right state of mind so yeah man i'm just excited to sit back and view it all too just like everybody else awesome
2: and it looks like masha said november 10th is the the launch of the book
6: awesome down
2: is on masha You
1: guys, on. What, oh,
2: go ahead. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I just wanted to find out from him because um he was very instrumental in putting all of these clips together. So he got to experience it firsthand. He watched the replays. Um he's now gone through it again with a more critical eye. You know, so what are some of the things that stood out? How do you feel like it's benefit this whole experience, season one? How did that benefit you?
5: You're right, uh, Shanna. By going through it, it helped me look at it like they were all in the same room together. And it was interesting. None of them knew each other. Well, I'm sure they knew some of them know each other. <clears throat> but there is no secret to success. There's a system and there's a group, a large group of people that have it. that get it. They know it because they all say the same thing. We weren't prepping them. They were coming, bringing information in and everyone was saying similar things like you got to do a one page business plan at least. You gotta have a strategy in place. You gotta begin with the ending in mind. Your mindset is everything. Like the books that we got from Think and Grow Rich, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it really helped like make it just evident. Like there's no secret, there's a system, there's things that you once you do them over and over consistently, you're gonna end up at a certain destination. And um, that was really like reassuring to me because during the journey, during the process, there's no tangible things to show you that you're going the right way. All the things that are evident to you will make you want to change what you're doing from people you're hearing to results that you're getting or not getting that may not be tangible so it's real satisfying to know oh this is the right way this is the way to go they say by the time someone finds out you're worth you'll be worth more just Mm -hmm. keep your head down and keep going yes Mm -hmm. i like
2: that well i think that's a lot of
1: talk what todd was um touching on too even with sharon right it's when you have that clarity yeah. Gotta have that clarity. Otherwise, you can be torn in all different directions. Opinions, you should do it this way, that way. You just have to have clarity and get your head down. And again, going back to the pillar five software, there's mm-hmm. your roadmap. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah.
5: Oh, and I yeah. want to give a great shout out to Jamie Soto at Splash of Color Printing. He came through like a champion um to help us have this um and have this content put together um for today's show. Uh so splash of color printing, there they do a great, they do great work. Creative Wolf. Uh, 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 there's too many people to start naming. I feel like I am at the right <laughs> First, I want to thank this person. Then I want to thank There's too many people to thank. Anything it's the
6: yeah. yeah. If
5: it's there's a result of something that you see, there's countless people that are worthy of the thanks for that. It's always bigger than what you see, always. Mm-hmm. Don't look with your eye. Look with your eyes. Look with your heart. Because there's so much more that you can't, that you're not going to see. There's so much to hear that's not going to get said. It's just yeah. a way of being. Just be, just be. <clears throat> Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. Thank
1: you, Jamie. (laughs) We appreciate all your support always. So yes, let's get into clip one.
7: You've probably heard of the term serial entrepreneur. That's an entrepreneur that understands their why. They wanna create a business, sell it so they can go on and create the next business. That's kind of a seller's mindset. You have the package, you know what you wanna do, you wanna solve a problem, serve a need, so you pull together all the resources and the tools to build that successful, sustainable, scalable, and saleable business. And then you're ready to move on. It's your why. The next project, the next opportunity, the next chapter of your life. So think about your own business. Are you looking at how you can finish this business and launch it and exit rich?
5: How can new entrepreneurs who are just starting out? How can they actually design their business not just to make a profit but to sell for a profit in the future
7: well teron that's a fantastic question because let's start with most entrepreneurs they end up as you guys mentioned they were employees they were in a group environment and they have their passion they want to go out and they want to solve a problem and serve a need so they jump out into entrepreneurship and realize it's pretty lonely Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just, and they forget to surround themselves with people that are going to encourage them. They don't get the mentor they need and they end up owning a job because they haven't built the structure around the business. So Mm -hmm. what I, everything I do is to support people in taking the idea of their business and really creating that economic engine that is, that is a business that's not just successful but sustainable, scalable and saleable eventually, because the whole idea is to create something that lives beside you as an independent economic engine.
6: Wow. Wow. (laughs) I, I found myself, you know, just nodding my head ready to,
2: you know, because, you know, it was just like, yeah, she's so spot on with that. Um, it's lonely out there. If you aren't surrounding yourself with people who can mentor you, who can pull you along, who can you know help you grow, you're going to have a hard time, you know, fulfilling the rest of that successful—not just successful, because that's subjective. You know, it means something different to all of us. But that sustainable, scalable, and scalable business, um, you're going to need people around you. You're going to need people in your corner. And for her to touch on that, and that was the first show, I thought that was brilliant because every entrepreneur needs to know that.
3: Yeah. And I think I think also when she talks about her the why, I, mean, I think there's a lot of people that are really focused more on why not versus that why. Really establishing that gets you that clarity I was talking about earlier, because once you have that clarity, then you can be able to execute and be able to be scalable and sellable. And I think when she identifies that, I think a lot of people kind of step over that. They're like, yeah. okay, why not? Because everybody else is doing it. Why not? Because it makes sense. Why not? Because it makes money instead of why, because it's innately what I want to do, what I'm passionate about, what, what's in my purpose or in my goals or in my you know core values. And I think she, she basically highlights that your value system really matters when you're actually building out your business. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, keep your values sacred because that's connected directly to your why.
2: So let me ask you guys a question. Um, It just (laughs) popped into my head. So what if the why is I want to make money? And and I hear this a lot. I want to make a lot of money. What is your response to that?
1: Why do you want to make a lot of money?
2: (laughs) Okay.
3: I, I would say if they want to make a lot of money, um, is that enough of a why to stay connected to it? Because if, if everybody can say I want to make yeah. a lot of money, but what what is a lot of money? Is is a lot of money a hundred thousand? Is it is exactly. a million? Is it a hundred million? I there's mean, a
1: penny, you have more money. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> you
3: know, yeah. I you I could give you a dollar today, a dollar you didn't have, and that's more money than what you had. So it's it's really about why do you want to make a lot more money and what are you going to do on it? Because, it, because the why is just the ignition, but you need the the, the match. And the match is what she's talking about, which is scalable and sellable. It's like, okay, I want to make a lot more money. All right. But make a lot more money doing what? What What is your what? So why, why is how you think of, of it, but what is your what from that? See, for me, it's like I want to make a lot more money, but helping people. So by helping people and then connecting communities, that's, that connects to my why. Why do I do that? Because when I was young, my mother, who raised me, also went to school full-time, also worked full-time, and she went to law school full-time, and she became a judge because her why was she wanted to have a better life for her kids, but her what was she wanted to become something substantial in life that can impact future generations. So a lot of people get stuck in that. They'll say, why? Why? Because it makes more sense being rich versus being poor. But you can be rich with no money as long as you have a what that connects you to your your growth. And so what Sharon does well, is she shows you that you can be scalable and sellable if you're connected to your why and how you're going to go about doing it.
1: Yeah. And and create leverage so you have freedom of time as well. Yeah. Right. I, I highly recommend the book. If you haven't read the book, exitrich.com, I think you can buy it on Amazon. Get the book. Yep. I, it completely changed conversations that I'm having with my CPA, right? As I'm looking and purchasing more assets for my it completely changed the whole picture for me. And so I just highly recommend it. That one's going to completely stretch your vision for sure. Yep. What happened? We lost Tehran. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he lost reception. Yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> sometimes, it's,
5: sometimes it's a connection situation. <laughs> yeah, but I love that too. I can't wait to see the next person. Yep. <laughs> I'll segue. I'll segue. Okay. I'll
0: segue. Feedback. We have I think when we started, one of the mistakes that we made was we did market research and we said, okay, this is it. We got it. We're done. We know who it is and we walked off and now we're going to focus on building what we were building only to come back a year later and go, oh, wait, we missed something. Now we have to reevaluate who our market is. Then we have to change. We have to get their feedback. We have to make the adjustments in our product and service. Then we have to price it accordingly. Then we have to do a whole new marketing plan and then we have to do a whole new business plan and then we have to go back out and launch. And here we are five years later and we're doing it again. So. Are we doing it wrong because we consistently change? Or is that the right way? Should you constantly be involved in market research for your end user?
7: Change is inevitable. And if someone doesn't like change, entrepreneurship is not your space. Mm. We are changing all the time. The only reason you write a plan is to change it Mm. and to know what changes you need to make. There's some
6: specific things you have to answer. Love that. I think we've all
1: talked about her a lot. Yeah, she Let's she's
5: a, such a mic dropper right there, man. She is such a <laughs> mic dropper with that one. It just made that she made the she whole is. system free. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I loved when she talked about um, having your multiple streams of income and building it around the hub of your passion, right? And then expanding from that. That was one of my biggest takeaways because people can be either really, um, you know, focused on just one thing. I know that I was just being in, in financial service. It was like I'm gonna have this you know residual book of business, and that's my exit plan. It wasn't selling the business. It wasn't just like expanding and branching into other things. And um, but it makes sense when you look at it perspective from that perspective. What can I add to what I'm already doing where I can be creative, still go my brand, and and create other revenue streams.
5: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, gotta be fluid. Gotta change. Gotta change. I'm gonna go get the next clip ready.
2: i love that she said the only reason you write a plan is to change it um because i that's a step that a lot of business owners miss is writing it Uh, and that's one thing and i'm guilty of it too it's not like i'm immune to this thing you know where i actually have to stop sit down write down what i'm trying to accomplish um even the why behind that why am i going to take this particular step in my business now or five, of course, helps you understand and take the right steps at the right time. But barring having that um, application available to me, it was I'm going to make these decisions. But sitting down and actually creating that plan, it helped me understand you know, where I was going, what I was going to do, the clarity that we talked about. But then when it needed to change, because the market does change the needs of people do change. And so when that change needs to happen, I can go back to this document and take this stuff, you know, this particular step. It doesn't need to be reworked completely, it needs to be reviewed and the areas that need to change need to change. But it's hard to do that if you don't have anything that you can refer back to. If you're relying just on what's in your head you know, it changes all the time because you're, you've you got constant input from different places that um, jumble things up. And so if it's not written down, it's going to be And uh, you know, I always tell any of my clients, if it's not written down, it doesn't exist.
3: <laughs> because yeah, You're right. You're, um, right. you're totally right. Yeah. You, you totally cannot right,
2: yeah. keep functioning just thinking that we, we live too busy lives. You know, you cannot keep track of everything. And if you don't write this down, it will change with the next conversation that you have and you will not advance because you're constantly going back over and over the same steps.
3: Yeah, the the biggest thing about change, I believe, is what I would call evolution, because you have to be able to evolve. And if you're not evolving and this is where a lot of businesses kind of get stuck, they get stuck because. They see change as another barrier versus evolving to something greater. And so this is why this is important. What what she said and what Pillar 5 is doing is because people are actually evolving back to where they need to change. They need to change their outlook on how they look at business. You, You may have a strength in marketing, but you still need to have a focus and foundation. You may have a strength and, and foundation. You may need to focus on finances. And a lot of it is that change to me is how you could actually evolve. And, you know, I, I love people that journal <laughs> because I think journaling helps you see that change. You know, we talk so much about results or we talk about the exit or seeing the end when you're in the beginning and getting that clarity. But really, a lot of people don't experience that change in their business or know how to manage that change. So this is where they get kind of get stuck in their framework. When in fact, if you're telling yourself intentionally, I'm writing this plan to change, then you're basically saying, I'm writing this plan to evolve. So when you hit that moment, you're going to evolve into something better, something greater, something smarter, something wiser. And so there was a lot of touch points there that to me resonated because in marketing, we have to always evolve. Even when we have the complete exact plan, it, it's going to be this post or this this picture and everything else. We have to look at the analytics and evolve from that and be able to have the willingness to change.
2: You know what, Todd, as you were talking, I'm like, you know, this is why he's a master marketer, because it's not change, it's evolution. <laughs> Right. It is in the way that you say things in the way that you look at things that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. It is. It's amazing. The power of those words in the way that just that shift in mindset makes a huge difference. We all want to evolve.
4: Yep.
1: Definitely. And speaking of business plans, our next clip is going to be David Chrysler and his his was about business plans. So let's see what he has to say.
8: was saying about it. Really, for me, you absolutely have got to have a business plan. I think what people get confused by is the definition of what that business plan is. You know, you guys are talking about the 50 pages down to one. And that, to me, is really what it's all about. It's about having a plan called a business plan, called a strategic plan, called an action plan. I don't care what you call it. But you have got to know some fundamentals about what's going on in your business if you've already started it and you are currently operating and if you are in the development or in startup stage you absolutely have to answer some really critical questions in order to see your business improve and grow i mean it's it's literally as simple as that if you can't answer a certain number of questions about the foundation fundamentals of your business it's never going to get off the ground you're never going to be able to grow it like you want to you're going to constantly be frustrated by your efforts because you don't know you know kind of to your point carlton right you don't know where you're going you haven't plugged it into the gps yet you haven't set those goals you know you want to build a business you know you want to grow a business you know you want to improve your business but how how do you do it you know who do you serve why is your product different than the you know than the other 100,000 people that are doing your same exact business, right? You need a plan. And the best plans are simple. They allow you to review, revise when necessary, stay agile. Um, You know, and the last thing I'll kind of add to that before I throw it back to you guys is just that a plan gives you permission, right? A plan keeps you on track. It gives you permission to execute to take action so that way you're not getting lost. When something doesn't work, you go back to the plan. You take a look at what you wrote down. What were your goals? Who were you targeting? How is your product different? And then you can make tweaks, but you make smart tweaks to the plan because you've already written down what you wanted to try to do, what you executed on, and what either did or didn't work. So if it did work, you do more of that. How do we expand into this? How do we dive deeper into that? If it didn't, What didn't work about it? Was it, you know, was it the target? Maybe we got the target audience just slightly wrong. Let's go back and let's look at that. All of those different things.
1: Yeah, I love how he touches on keeping it simple and just adjusting little things as you need to along the way. I think we can make it so complicated. I've had 10, 20 page business plans. And I've had one page business plans and I tend to do better with the one pagers. It's just so true. not overwhelming. I can look at every morning, every night, right? See how my day was, make those adjustments, whatever. And keeping it simple just is the way to do
2: it. Agreed. Um, question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think about the, I mean, because you can fall into um, that trap of planning and planning and planning and planning and never doing, how do you find that balance? Um, so let's say you've got your, uh, one page. How do you keep from revising? You know, because David said it gives you permission to take action, but some people don't do that. So, you know, any advice for business owners who are stuck in a perpetual planning phase?
3: Hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I got some advice, but I'll let Dally go first. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. Start taking action now. Start taking action
1: now because we don't learn how to drive a car by reading the manual and studying the California or the state laws, right? We learn how to drive the car by getting in and driving the car. So you're just wasting time. We're not learning until we actually get in there and do it. Even with the show, right? We, we see where we need to shift after the show, but it's not until those moments that we're taking the action that we go, oh, we need to do this a little bit different, right? So I would say start taking action now. That's where, that's where you're going to see where you need to adjust yeah that's your feedback
3: to, to me uh planning to impact is greater than planning to influence because people who try to influence will wait people will impact will just do they'll just go out and do it and so when you see the the difference is you could write the best plan you could put it on your vision board have everything lined up and and the difference is is that action in that moment once you crushed it on that whiteboard Once you have that aha moment you know it's like okay what's next next is the action so people who want who want to make impact they take action you know they'll go out they'll do something people who just want to influence sometimes they'll wait they'll they'll wait and try to process their plan or try to repurpose the same plan because they feel better in that state and it goes back to what i was saying about evolving you have to evolve into your impact you know you have to be able to adjust that now you have a plan to be able to take impact. So therefore, you know, to what Natalie was saying, you got to be able to do. So if someone says, okay, I want to learn how to swim. Well, jump in the water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to learn how to play a guitar. You know, don't go for guitar lessons. Just just go buy one. Just start playing. Okay. You'll find your tune. If you're really passionate about it, you'll find your tune. So even in marketing, I, I get this all the time. People are like, I'm not a marketer. You know, I don't know how to market myself. Have you posted something first to even worry about marketing yourself, right? (laughs) You know, have you just posted something? And that's the whole point. So I agree with Natalie totally. You got to start doing, you'll learn from doing, and then you'll evolve.
6: I like that.
1: Yeah, and Todd, what, what you said just made me think of, again, why are we, if we're not taking action area, the question would be why not? Is it something that you're not passionate about? Maybe it's not your, you know venture or your your entrepreneurial path, and need to pick something else, too, because if the passion's not there, what's the point? Right. Yep. Yep. So
3: totally agree. Yeah, totally agree.
1: So next clip is Pradeep. I loved I loved him. <laughs> Constantly focused on how to monetize your business. So I think the name of his was um how to get which, how to pay for what you already pay for, how to get money for what you already paid for. And it was an awesome mindset. I learned a lot from that.
9: The, the the important issue is all entrepreneurs in some form or another want to increase the valuation of their companies. All of them want to build growth oriented companies. And if you don't get pricing right, you will never ever meet those goals. You'll never. Well, they, you, go
5: you, said, you, you said something about like, you know, all companies are thinking about, you know, growing the valuation of their company. When I think about person, for instance, that has an e-commerce store, or person that's doing social media marketing online, they're not necessarily even thinking about it's growing the valuation of the company. They're thinking about just getting, uh, you know, making money in their business. Correct. So So would
9: you like to make more money or less money is all I'm asking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The important issue is you, you want to be at the maximum point at any given point because it, it assures you a better future. And that better future could be for your family, for your pocketbook, whatever are the intentions. And one end of it is to develop a growth business. You know, if you do something as an entrepreneur extremely well, you can turn it into a franchise, that's growth. But if you don't get pricing right, you will never get there. Hmm. I'm talking about people who could be incredibly ambitious at one end, and the other one, are just looking at at the short-term get over the the immediate shortcomings that they have in their lives today, because of all these shocks that the environment uh, has imposed on them. Okay. So to me, getting pricing right becomes incredibly and crucially important, because every transaction that takes place needs to be something that drops uh, what I would call the maximum amount of money to your bottom line. That's why when when, when I work with companies as well as individuals. Uh, my my whole goal is how do you accelerate revenue and margins? So I'm very margin focused, okay? Because margin is what you get to take home, okay? That's what you take home. It is not the top line. Right. So, for, so if you don't get pricing right at the top line, okay? Then the bottom line suffers.
0: How does the Better Business Bureau, uh, from your perspective, help someone with their community?
10: So there are a number of ways that that you can plug in with BBB to help grow and build your business um, and find that community. Um, First of all, do what you do well and, and then find others to help you do the things that you don't do well. Um, and so I'm going to use my, myself, our, my own business as an example, and that is um, we don't, we're not great at accounting, we're great at, at the stuff that we do. And so what you want to do is you want to go and find an accountant that you uh, trust, and you can do that at bbb.org. You can search anything, any business, any, any help that you might need, you can find it there. Uh, We also offer business consultations, so if there's a time that you need to just kind of talk through what you're going
6: through um, and find out what what resources are available to you, we can help you with that as well. Um, So for people who don't know what is BNI,
5: why is BNI?
4: Uh, BNI has been around for more than 35 years. It's uh, one of the largest networking organizations, and specifically referral networking. The idea is that, well, actually, the philosophy is givers gain. That when you give to others, um, it comes back to you. Other people call that, you know, karma. What goes around comes around. In BNI, it's givers gain, and it it's ba- basically an opportunity to learn about each other, to become each other's experts, to build that community, like you talked about. Uh, to have this tribe of tribe of people around you that are looking out for you, and you're looking out for them. There's no reason that we need to do it alone, uh, especially in this last in this last year. Working together uh, has been significant for so many of us. We had to find a different way to do business. So meeting together each week, learning about each other's businesses, being able to become that resource to our clients. You know, who are you looking for? Um, I become that person, and uh, and I'm better as a business owner myself because I'm surrounded by amazing people that are pushing me and stretching me and uh, and making me look towards a bigger, greater picture every week. But you know, aside from the networking, I was Mo Rock. Hey. Mo
1: welcome to the Rock.
9: show.
11: Thank you, guys. Welcome, Thank welcome, you. Mo. I appreciate you guys. And I love that uh, mixtape analogy reminds me of when Curtis Jackson built his empire in the early 2000s, Carlton, he had many people selling his mixtapes and look, you know, he ended up going from that to at at, at his peak, having a net worth of about 300 million with the deal he did with vitamin water. So when you're talking about mindset, that mixtape mindset is what led to a $300 million net worth. Right and so I, I absolutely love that metaphor and you you're only gonna get metaphors like that on this show on this TV network so be sure to um, always come back and watch this show because I'm I love I love the work that you guys are doing. it's an honor for us to be able to work hand in hand with you guys on your collective mission of transforming the world by transforming businesses and transforming businesses by transforming the way that leaders look at their business. And what's incredible about the work of Tehran and Carlton and Natalie and everyone else at iDo Systems is they're able to actually transform the way people look at their business, uh, enhance the level of awareness that a person has. How can you fix something when you're not even aware of the problem? Or if there's not a problem, how can you increase your uh, opportunity costs if you don't even know what the opportunity costs are. So you see, you
6: you guys haven't even asked me a question yet, and you already got me pumped up. You see how how talented you guys are? (laughs) So leadership is is really what I want to,
11: authentic leadership, integrity-based leadership, people that that can uh, play the long game. I don't want to ever work with someone that's short-term greedy. I want to work with people that are long-term greedy. Right. Mm-hmm. What what is your what how are you looking in terms of the market five, ten years from now? You know, when Jeff Bezos was building Amazon, he didn't give a damn about building a book company, but he knew what he was doing. He was building the infrastructure. Right. right? For for most folks, you looked at Amazon in 1996 or 1997, you thought that's a really cute company. Right. 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 You know, <laughs> that's cute. Jeff Bezos is kind of cute. Oh, look at him. He's so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you know he he wants to sell books on online. That's cute. Yeah, well, that's what right. they didn't realize was he, he was more like a like a genius scientist than than just a book salesman because he built the infrastructure. That afforded him the opportunity to get the warehouses, to build the logistics, to develop his customer service, to develop everything that he needed. So when he flipped the switch and went full retail, he already mm-hmm. had the infrastructure, right? And so he was able to quietly build everything out. No one understood what he was doing really for the first 10 years. Right. And then when he finally flipped the switch, they're like, Oh, wow. So he's not just a, a a nerdy book salesman. He's actually one of the smartest people in the history of business. Okay. I get it now. And so think long-term and and people that that have a a tendency to think long-term, you know, it doesn't matter if you're understood with what you're doing now. You've got to have that long-term plan, that long-term vision. So thinking in terms of the future, okay, operating from a future perspective, not a present perspective, having good leadership qualities, and uh, a good track record that does not consist of lots of startups that have come and gone.
6: Amazing. That's great stuff
1: gosh, I just love it. What a great season. It gets me even more excited about season two. I'm like, what are we doing next? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I would love to hear more from from all of them. Um, Mo Rock, you know, and and I was trying to make sure it wasn't because he was the last one that we watched, but it really, his personality, you know, coming through on that and just his story, it just reminded me of how He's talking about Jeff Bezos and, you know, like him or, or, or don't. Um, it took him a while to build that infrastructure. And then it was like everyone knew. Everyone knows about Amazon now. And so people look at that and they want that Amazon success, but they don't realize the path that he had to take. All of the steps that he took getting to that point um, to become this, you know, overnight success, uh, it took years and years and people are wanting to jump to that, you know, whatever success means to them without taking those steps necessary to build the infrastructure, to, you know, focus on the five pillars of business, the infrastructure, management, marketing, finance and credit. All of these things factor in and he took the proper steps at the right time to become as big as he is today. And again, whether you agree with any of the philosophies or, or how he lives or runs his business, that success for his, you know, and, and by many people's standards, you know, he is well known and the company is well known globally. So in order to do that, you really do have to focus on all of those pillars and recognizing the infrastructure and planning ahead, thinking about where you're going or what you're trying to accomplish will help you get there much faster.
3: Well, Well, Jeff Bezos is a great example of someone who has evolved over time, because essentially you couldn't really label him as an expert of anything. Right. But what I learned, actually, one time I was sitting in a meeting with, you know, some of the top leadership at Amazon, I learned by listening to them that he was a master. uh, His mastery was acknowledging experts. So whoever was an expert in logistics, it's who he mastered a relationship with, whoever was an expert in understanding, you know, um, systems, it's who he aligned himself with, so it allowed him to um, to actually take a step back. Because a lot of times, you know, we lean in a, as entrepreneurs. We lean in because that's our control mechanism. Like I'm, I'm going to be the first one in because I'm going to. That's how we lead. But what do most generals do? They actually step back. Look at the the field of battle and then execute the strategy based upon that. That's the thing that he did that made it different because everybody else is like, me, 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 I'm the first, I'm doing this. And he did it differently. He sat back, he chose certain steps. He he probably quietly recognized his weaknesses and turned them into strengths. Because when he started, he wasn't really focused on infrastructure, you know, he he was focused on. On books, which really had no real value to most of the public, he created value by focusing on infrastructure. And over time, he actually identified his own pillars. This is why pillar five is so important to people, because a lot of times your movement is not always forward; it's to your left or right. Like you know, and and I, I always reaffirm that. Yeah, this this is why when I have conversations with people about marketing, I'm just like. But where else in your business are you looking at? You know, everyone says, "Okay, if I did this, this would take me here. But but if I'm not doing this, what is that going to do to the overall effect? And, you know, what Mo really highlighted was Jeff Bezos wasn't known for anything. (laughs) You know, he wasn't he wasn't he didn't have a traditional path to his success because a traditional path to success is actually untraditional yeah. <laughs> and he, he brought that out. So essentially you really want to say to yourself, what pillar of business can I work on? It's almost like going to work out, you know, you know, I, I'm a guy. So, you know, we always want to work out with our arms, right? Go to gym, yeah. pump some weights. We feel good about ourselves, but yeah. how many guys don't got good legs? how many guys got knee injuries because they're not working out all aspects of their body the business is exactly the same you got to work out all aspects of the body he highlighted someone who worked out all aspects of the body and before people realize it they're like oh man he's he's multiplied his body now you know he's everywhere because he never let himself not evolve not just stay in a specific lane
1: yeah. Well, and it took him 10 years, right? So I always, and he's, he had to figure out his infrastructure. But if you had Pillar 5 software, people like Dave Chrysler, or people that are going in and putting and looking at these and putting systems in place for you, how much faster does it take for you to move forward? And yep. yeah, there's going to be hiccups along the way because we still have to grow during these processes, right? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's still a learning curve for us. We have to grow and to uh, evolve, if you like to say, Todd, right? Stretch our capacity. Yep. Um, learn, change our belief systems. And so that is part of it. But again, if you have, you know, someone who's taken you through that infrastructure, it's just so much easier to do. And I think there's a natural progression of those belief systems changing because you're starting to get the results and seeing the path that you want to take.
9: Yep.
2: Yeah. And it looks like Dave Chrysler joined us. He's Dave he's online. Yeah. it looks like he gave us a definition of overnight success.
12: <laughs>
2: Plan, execute, review, revise. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Welcome Dave. It's good to have you. As a matter of fact, I've seen so many familiar names and, you know, Masha's on. I see Jen and she's faithfully on and I'd love to hear, you know, at some point I'd love to hear her perspective. From, you know, just our average ordinary business owner like me, you know, uh, I, so I, I would be curious to, to hear more. But yeah, it's so exciting to see the the people that are popping up in here. But yes, welcome, Dave. Do we have another clip ready? What's what's coming up for us next, Natalie?
10: Um, yeah, walking into that networking room, ready to speak. Walk into that networking room, ready to listen
0: right? The the audience wants to know the nuggets, the how-to. I'm going to a networking event. I'm stuffing my pockets full of business cards. I'm working on my pitch in the mirror. I'm trying to get as many sales as I can when I walk up here. Right or wrong? Am I doing this right?
12: You are doing it so wrong.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So
12: wrong. (laughs) So wrong. Because really honestly, just think of it right now. So let's just all imagine... Right. That every one of us that's listening is thinking to themselves. Oh, I hate going to events and have people sell me. Right. We all don't like it, but yet when we're all getting ready to go to the event. While we're getting ready, all we're thinking about is what's our pitch going to be? What are the things we want to talk to everybody else about and how are we going to sell everybody else? So if everybody wants to sell and nobody wants to be sold to, how could that ever be effective? So you need to flip that and stop selling and start serving.
6: Mm, Mm-hmm.
0: Powerful, powerful. So how would I serve? How do I walk in and serve if my true objective, right? Mysterious. My true objective is to get a sale, Patty. Oh my gosh. Or am I just in a wrong mindset? Do I just need to blank my mindset and think about my purpose? What do I do here?
12: Well, first you do need to shift that mindset. So that's what I am going to say, because the reality is Anybody can spot someone who is talking to them and asking them questions. And the reality is they're just waiting for you to pause so they can talk. We can spot that a mile away. Mm. We know when somebody's really listening and somebody really cares. So don't be that person. That's the first thing I'm going to say, but know why you're there. There's always important. Everybody wants to sell, right? So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with sales, right? right, as long as you are doing it properly and you're waiting for somebody to be open to that. Right. You know, I right. mean, you want somebody to be like, oh, wow. And don't go talk to her. Cause she's going to try to sell you, you know, within five <laughs> minutes, we've all had people come up and shove business cards in our face and all that kind of stuff. Nobody wants that. And you don't look very professional either. You look actually very desperate. So I think that if mm. you shift your mindset. And you go with service first. So I always like to say, lead with contribution and compensation will follow. That's really, really important. And then when you're showing up for wherever you're going to network, right? It's always about, I always like to think of it as next working, next working, what happens next, right? Cause it's not what happens there, it's what happens after. So when you're thinking about it, thinking about networking is like this giant ATM, right? And if you want to, Really think of it as if you're building relationships, relationships right now are the currency in today's business environment. So the question you should be asking yourself is, are you making more deposits or trying to make too many withdrawals? Cause that's how you're going to overdraw yourself.
6: About SWOTs and analysis. What's your overview of this subject? SWOT analysis.
0: Why is it important? Is it important? Should business owners do these?
6: not only should they do them, but they should do them more than once in the life of their organization.
12: Um,
6: it is critical to take on that SWOT analysis, to do a deep dive into your organization and how it is competitively positioned, which is all a SWOT analysis is right. Um, to see, to determine, you know, what's going to help you or, what you have to be aware of and prepared to deal with. And yes, things like the pandemic come up and you, you can't ever expect that, but you can expect something will happen. And in those moments of great change, that is the best time to go back and reconsider because you use a SWOT analysis to pivot and everyone pivoted last year. Of course. So, um, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, that was that was good.
1: I love what Masha put relationships are the currency in today's because business. It's so true. Relationships, credibility, that's everything I had uh, reached out or actually my husband and I were playing this game the other night and it was like, a, you know, get to know each other, questions, things. And one of them was what would be one thing that you would teach a young person? And it was always keep your word because that's when your credibility starts right there. And so if you can learn that, keep your word, keep your word. That's everything.
2: Yeah. And it is um, stop selling and start serving. Uh, that was, that was a powerful statement right there. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook. It, it is recognizing, you know, like she said, if everyone at the networking event is there to sell and no one is there to really connect and understand, you know, what, how I can serve others, the event's not going to be as effective. So recognizing that you're there for your why and, and how you can serve others has been so powerful and it's freeing. It is, you know, it was far less daunting for me walking into a room where I know I'm not trying to sell you. I'm not trying to convince you to purchase something that you may or may not need. I'm trying to understand: Do I have anything that I can offer you? Anything that you do need? That 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 will help you along the way. But I can't do that if if immediately I'm like, "Hey, here's my card. Buy from me." Mm-hmm. Where are you? What what stage are you in? How you know? Do you guys have a budget? You know, so many things, but none of that really matters if, if I haven't taken the time to make that connection. Um, and that was one of the things that I always thought about. You know, when I was going to networking events, it, kind of my mantra was, connection, not collection. I don't need a bunch of business cards. Mm-hmm. I need to connect with people. I need to understand and and offer, you know, what I can to them whether that results in a business transaction or not, it does result in a relationship that is going to last a lifetime.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I'm always saying to people that if you are of service to others, you'll there'll be a solution for you. And so a lot of it, I learned a long, long, long time ago um, when I was in, when I was a retail warrior Like, we used to have this thing that we talked about, about being of service, and we used to call it soul. We used to say service on unbelievable levels. And in reality, when you have service to others, your level of yourself actually grows because now your relationships are your resources. You know, and like you said about, you know, connections, not collections, if you, you know, connect your relationships, that's really where you start to see scaling your business. And so the, the reality is if you're going out in service, then someone will see that you are a solution versus seeing you selling. And so right. that, that was a powerful uh, segment there because it's just like, it speaks to the essence of why a lot of businesses hit, hit a wall because when we're networking, we're not necessarily evaluating our network right. as our net worth, right? We're 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 looking for a net result.
12: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I gotta connect with this person, take this business card, close this sale, close this deal today. Not, I need to connect with this person because they have something of value that I don't have, and collaborating with them would actually help my business grow. So it, that that's a powerful segment. Uh, you could replay that for me a million times. Too. <laughs> I love yeah. that right there.
1: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. That's why you gotta have to fight have your finances in place. So that's never the space that you're coming from, the state that you're coming from. Because yep. you know, like she said, everyone can smell that desperation. It's very unattractive. Yep. Why do you want to do business? Right.
3: Yeah, that is not <laughs> acts.
1: Right. right. <laughs> Awesome. I know we're we're going over time a little bit, but that's okay. We have a few more clips to share from season one. So I think we have um uni up next in the insurance industry. One of the
7: key components of looking for funding just to start is what type of business that you have. That's number one key. Do you have a retail store? Do you have online? You know, are you a you know social media influencer? You just need a video you know, video uh, cameras and lights and all of that. Or are you a really, if, even if you are Lyft or Uber driver or who deliver food, actually you are a business owner. So when you really look at your business, it's really about what you do first before you start looking for funding, because you may not warrant uh, a lending, uh, lendability. Right, so all depends on who you are.
13: Um, listening to that last little bit about um, about actually being a thinker or a doer, um, those are two two categories. I'm the type of person I don't like to be in a box. So, what happens when you're a thinker? is a doer too. What does yeah. that look like? How do you use that? How do you leverage that? Uh, more than that, how do you recognize it um, if if it is always one or the other? Um, Nick, Carlton, Jamal, anybody want to yeah. tackle that question? Well, it's kind of a leading question. Uh, I do have a, a follow-up to it, but I do want to hear what your response is. <laughs> to okay. answer your
14: question, Terrence, about am I boxed into being a thinker or just a doer? at the end of the day, we understand in business that there's a cycle. There's a cycle when you think, there's a cycle when you do. And so it's this idea that if I have a glass that's full of water and a glass that's empty, I'm gonna pour my thoughts into action. Then I'm gonna use my actions to create more thought. And so what you end up doing is creating a flow. So I don't want people to feel as though you have to be one way to be successful because success itself is not a destination it is a journey so we have to remain fluid in our understanding of self and how our business continue that can continue to elevate in a way that we're not boxed in because the idea about behind business is that we that we continue to grow we continue to grow in our mindset we can continue to grow in our relationships tayron talked about that when we start to transcend we are opening ourselves up to change understanding that change is not always bad but change is good if i can always predict the outcome of something maybe i never do it but it's this idea that you know what what if it does become what i always dreamed it to be what if it's even beyond that so we have to get into this concept this understanding that i'm going to think but i'm also going to do but understand that i'm going to reassure myself and my thoughts because of my actions And then I'm disciplined enough to continue to do the things that are healthy to help support my business and sustain it through relationships and connections that I grow along the journey. I'm glad you
13: I'm glad you said that, Nick. I'm about to back out. Um, You guys went exactly where I wanted to go, and I hope that all the uh, viewers recognized what they actually did. They adjusted. Nick aligned himself with a thinker. Jamal aligned himself with a doer. The reality is they play both roles. What you have to do in business to be successful and to get past that 75% is to adjust. If COVID taught us nothing else, it's what you think you know is only what you know that day. You have to adjust to the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, So for all the entrepreneurs out out there, adjust grow understand that you don't know everything sometimes you got to think sometimes you got to do figure out what you need to do in that moment and then go ahead and execute so thank you guys thank, Love you. thank, thank, you. thank you thank you for your no, question
0: terris we look forward to having you back on the show later on and talk about yeah, your company as well
14: um for me when i think about the power of community uh, we understand it as communal beings that we are not here by ourselves. So in business and my understanding of who do I keep around me? How do I control my eye gate, my ear gate, um, the things that I surround myself with? with it, it reminds me of an old coffee shop. You know, I'm, I love some Starbucks, but I do love going to an old diner, an old coffee shop diner. And let me tell you why. The reason why is that when you go to an old diner and you sit down at the table and the waitress comes and asks, or the waiter, you know, would you like some coffee? I say, yes, let me get some coffee. One of the first things that they put on the table is a saucer. And I always thought that was very unique. And then the next thing that they put in the saucer is a cup, an empty cup. And then they actually take the actual coffee pot itself and then they pour it into the cup. To the point that the cup fills up so much that if the waitress or waiter Is not prompted to stop pouring they continue to pour until it overflows and so for me it doesn't spill on the table it overflows into the saucer so in business one of the things that i've come to embrace is this idea of who is my saucer who who are the people that are around me that when i'm overflowing with ideas when i'm overflowing with action when i'm overflowing with intent and vision who are the people that are around me that's able to catch it in a way that it's not lost
6: mm-hmm.
14: because again the difference between that old school diner and maybe going to a starbucks is that when you get your coffee from starbucks it has a lid on it it's already capped when when you drink enough of it when it's running empty you don't even know until it's gone but understanding that at the old diner even if i drink enough of that coffee and i get down to the bottom that community, that waitress, that waiter around me can see into my cup and I don't have to request to get full filled back up. They will come and actually fill me back up again without me having to prompt them. So in this understanding in our, our mindset and how we consume our energy around us, understand we have to have a support network that's going to be able to not only catch our vision, catch our action, catch where we're trying to go, that's a way for them to infuse back into us things that we thought we lost that go ahead and uh, keeps us from being wasteful. Um, so that's an idea around that, um, Matt, that I love. Um, community is so important. Think tank is so important uh, because we learn from one another. Learning never stops. I don't know it all. And the first thing that I will tell anything, the only thing that I do know is that I don't know it all. And that opens me up to gain more influence from those around me. I just have to make sure I choose wisely. You are the counsel that you keep.
2: (laughs) I don't know Um, what else to say. Honestly, I'm. I'm, Yeah.
5: You are the counsel that you keep. Yeah. Period.
1: I love. I love them.
5: Yes, indeed. you know what
1: I think of with the, with the two They they brought so much wisdom. And I don't know if it was the bow ties, but I'm a, I am a fan of bow ties, but they look younger. Right. So I always think to myself, legacy, right? That's legacy for those young men to have that type of wisdom that is nuggets and passed down from mindset of other generations, which is exactly what we're doing in business. Right. So for mm-hmm. them, I mean, I just couldn't get enough of all the wisdom they brought to the table.
5: Beautiful. Beautiful. And I just want to quickly say, real quick, and then back out a little bit. I loved when um, Charity from BNI and Amy from the Better Business Bureau made it so evident not only that there's a plethora of resources, experts that can help you, but you're doing yourself a disservice by not accessing them. Like there's organizations that are around just to give expert assistance to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs may not know. So the Better Business Bureau, the Better Business Bureau, which I didn't even know was a nonprofit until she got on the show. Um, BNI was amazing doing that panel. And it's just you can just tell when you're talking to somebody when they keep their circle of people around them, of influencers, just going to keep being at torque, that saucer that Nick was talking about versus you can have a hustler's mentality. You, you're going to go whether you got help or not if you have that mentality. But when you have that kind of support system and structure around you, it's a totally different journey, totally different experience.
2: I love that cup and saucer analogy as well, because, you know, he's absolutely right. You go to Starbucks or one of those places and you're capped. cat. You know, you have no clue until you reach the end. Um, But, you know, it was just so powerful that vision that, that he, he gave right there where I can see, you know, yes, they're coming and they're filling it up. And, and it's just recognizing that need to have those people around you that um, will see that that will pour into you, that will catch that overflow, that will help you out. You know, it it was just amazing to see that. So I'm glad that 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 was the last clip that we saw. Um, he's, He's absolutely right. And it just seemed like there was this common theme of, you know, surround yourself with people, know where you're going, surround yourself with people that know how to help you get there. You don't have to know everything, get your community involved. And then you will be able to advance and see that success that you desire. Yeah, amazing, amazing show.
3: That was your that was your Grammy moment right there. You you are the counsel you I want one.
6: Yeah, that
3: that's the clip that you know. The next day they'd be talking on the news, they'd be talking on Twitter and stuff like that, and everybody's sharing that, retweeting out. That's the Grammy moment right there. Like you, you are the counsel that you keep.
2: Yeah.
3: So essentially. When, you, when he was talking about the, the cup, the coffee cup, and you really think about that, you are the abundance that you attract. You're attracting that waitress or waiter to keep filling your cup. So you could also take the same cup and not fill it or see that it's empty and not ask for it to be refilled. So a lot of entrepreneurs need to understand you are the counsel that you keep. So if you keep people that help you to adjust, help you to evolve help you to manifest use all those resources that Tehran is was talking about that's out there you are the counselor that you keep but if you keep no counsel <laughs> yeah man then, then you yeah. have no way to adjust because you have no one to help you in counsel
5: indeed indeed well, did you think Natalie Stop being on the show so much <laughs> the Sometimes you keep, you're just watching the show.
6: <laughs> I am. Right,
5: I mean, right? Gosh,
1: awesome. you know, just looking back, it it just it was so fun to me. I just loved it. It gets me so excited for season mm-hmm. two. I mean, really, and just, you know, everyone that came today to support us and has supported us through this whole journey. It's been amazing. And I'm just so grateful.
5: Me too. Me awesome.
1: too. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I know. We talk it's about cool.
5: that all the time, right? Ron and I are all lit up. It's like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> right, 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 right. Beautiful thing, especially watching them all at the same time. It's like, man, imagine these Avengers in the same team. Yes. And that's what we all are. That's what really I would love if people could get that. We are all on the same team. We'll just have different costumes on. We have different, whether it's DC or Marvel, all these different spaces has been created. Fabrications. I, don't, I will get on the soapbox so bad right now that it won't belong. But it's all a fabrication. It's one collective. Mm-hmm. It's really a collective, man. Everybody likes to buy stuff. Nobody likes to be sold, but everybody likes to help. And everybody feels good once they help somebody. So there's some universal magic embedded inside of the DNA of being a human being. And when we lock that in, whether it's going to be community building, entrepreneurship, business building, raising younger people to be better people than we are with all of our mistakes. We just talk a lot better than they do. then we can start making real impactful changes doing, and doing then, and then attracting those kind of I'm getting off my box now. The better your <laughs> business, though, make sure you put it in your regular weekly ingestion. Mm hmm.
1: I think we should close with that.
5: <laughs>
12: yeah.
1: there you go.
6: That's
1: right. So awesome. So uh, I want to say thank you to the LA Tribune and IBU Systems for today's sponsorship. Thank you to our panel of experts and those of us that had we're on season one with us it was such a great journey we're excited for season two and uh, just remember there is no secret to success it's a system we will see you monday morning live depending on your time zone 8 a.m pst we'll see you soon have a great week everybody we love you we're so grateful for you we'll see you next week for season
6: two. (laughs)
0: our goal is simple to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business we're here to make growing your business less complicated there are building blocks to build a sustainable business we promise to seek them out and address them all the better your business